0: Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And Nerd Can't Hear Her.
1: I'm Nerd. (laughs) I was muted, sorry.
0: It's alright. Welcome to episode 276. We're going to be talking about, um, one, we're going to be some hobbying and hodpodging. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some 3D terrain, not only, you know, for yourself, how to get it, what to do, blah, blah, blah. Because uh, 3D terrain is very, very important to your gaming um, sanity. And also, uh, we'll be talking about it on a personal level, also a TO level, a.k.a. me. Because um, I've been trying to get as much as possible. And, you know, just trying to make sure all the cool stuff is happening. But before we do that, we got to get to the business. Uh, we want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our channel and getting everything out there. We appreciate them very much. We want to thank Parabellum Wargames, makers of Conquest. They are doing some really cool stuff, and you can get uh, 10% off all your stuff. We want to thank Turbo Dork for the makers of color turbo-shifting paint and good metallics. Make sure you check them out. And also the good uh, silicone uh, dry palettes. Yeah, they're, um, great. they're amazing. We want to thank Midnight Heroes. Um, for their chibi games and chibi miniatures, I'll be showing off one of them as special edition one, only available at warfare weekend. And we want to thank creature casters makers of really cool models and also judgment and their tribe of creature caster that provides you with 10 miniatures and a fifth edition module. If you subscribe to their tribe, which would be pretty cool. Um, this one was last one was pretty neat. um, So that was that dude. That went by really quick. Yeah. You powered through that. (laughs) I got that one. I'm proud of you, (laughs) Gonzo. Um, so let's talk about some, um, some stuff that's going on right now. Um, we did, we do have some shout outs, um, and everything, uh, to go through. Um, what was the one I did talk about? One, where was it? Um, Shauna Trebekic, Um, yeah, if you yeah, know,
2: the, um the costume director.
0: Costume director and created yeah. costumes for Firefly. Soka,
2: Ton of stuff, yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah. A lot of yeah. stuff that's near and near to our heart.
0: Yeah. Uh I don't I don't I don't know. I didn't know the person, but you know, that's somebody that, you know, definitely did I something. I don't know the
2: details. Our... I don't I don't know if details are released. They weren't available when I saw it. It just she was relatively young and it is very tragic.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, there was just made a lot of costumes. Um, We want to say another shout-out to um, all the crap that is happening in Israel right now. Um, Fuck those people, and uh, hopefully people get out of there safe. Um, That's pretty tragic what's going on right now, and uh, pissed off about that. Uh, In the sports arena, uh, Dick Butkus passed. He was
2: a... Famous linebacker for the Chicago Bears for a very yeah. long time. A um, couple of small movie roles, nothing major. He was in the very short-lived Blue Thunder TV show.
0: Oh, I remember that. Um,
2: so I know nothing
1: about that one.
0: It's oh. probably the best. Blue Thunder, let's stealth mode helicopter. <laughs> so
1: like. I know. Like, How can Blue you Thunder
2: is... a helicopter? So, Blue Thunder is a very good political thrower. The movie is a very good political thriller. Roy Scheider does a great job. I enjoy it. It's not what you expect from an action movie. It is very much political thriller. Um, and then the whole concept is, hey, here's this cool helicopter, but, you know, the police shouldn't have shit like this. Then the TV show is, but wouldn't it be cool if the police had shit like this? <laughs> You know, it, it was a good movie that they turned into the entirely wrong kind of TV show, and wasn't going to beat Airwolf anyways. Come on, fucking on TV, Airwolf wins that fight every day. Earth, Borg Nine. Ernest Borgnine, Ernest Borgnine, for Christ's sakes
0: <laughs> I remember that, and they were like, "This helicopter is gonna do a loop." <laughs> don't,
2: don't, don't disrespect uh, the movie. The movie is very good. No, yeah, no, mm. I'm
0: just saying. Looking back on it now, you're like. We accepted so much crap then. <laughs> but it was still good. That,
2: that, did you just watch Fast 10 last week?
0: Oh, I didn't accept Fast 10.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't accept that movie. Like,
2: literally, physics, comparatively, they're like, yeah, that's fine. Com-
1: what movie go. is this?
2: Uh, Blue Thunder. But the, the, one of the things oh. is the helicopter does a loop in it towards the end. It's... Oh, gotcha. It it's a good movie if you want to watch a political thriller, or watch it. It does have some action for those who are like that as well. Okay. But I feel like I heard
0: something but Anyways. Anyways.
2: <laughs> uh, next, sorry, we're Dick podcast, rest in peace sir. Um,
0: um I think that was about it. Um... <laughs> um yeah, I don't think I don't think there's anybody else. Um John, what are you drinking tonight?
2: Uh well, I uh May have bought a couple bottles of Doctor McGillicuddy's apple pie liquor. I'll be drinking that.
1: Yes, that time of year.
2: Uh, it's always that time of year. Like I buy this all the time, except there's only one place around that does it, so I have to go out of my way to get it.
1: So. Gotcha.
2: Uh what are you drinking? Actually, I think I know what you're drinking, but tell everyone what you're drinking. <laughs>
1: uh, I am drinking Wilson's Orchard uh, Apple Cider Donut Hard Cider. Uh this Hmm. is from a local orchard and it's delicious. Does
0: it taste like apple donut?
1: It's got cinnamon and nutmeg in there. Yep.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh I finished my first drink in the pre ramble. It was orange juice. Um and so Wait, straight? Straight orange juice.
2: Slow down, son. I know. Drinking orange juice straight.
0: Drinking orange juice straight
1: what's that going to do to your guts?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so the rest of the night is going to be just a little H2O. I'm trying to make sure I get rid of all of this. I still got some allergy stuff going on. So just being safe, trying to get all this gunk out of me. Um,
2: drink emergency than orange juice. I mean, I love orange juice. Yeah. But emergency would be better from a health standpoint.
0: Yeah, I just don't have any emergency. So I decided to just grab a small glass of OJ.
2: Bones, s'mores, coffee. I love s'mores. I hate coffee. So uh, i have to say probably a negative from John, but it sounds intriguing. I could try that. I fucking Slicious. try it. Oh, I I'd try it.
1: <laughs> s'mores, coffee. Yes, please.
2: Yep. I like s'mores. Banyan, get on that. S'mores would be great. Spoiler, that's not going to
1: happen.
0: <laughs> Guys, uh, as usual, make sure if you see something, you say something. If you can do something, do something. If you hear something, say something, too, because this shit ain't right um look after each other make sure you check up on each other too um people won't say when they need help most of the time sometimes you yep. just have to peek in there and go hey you doing okay
2: i, I was going to the mall to get my lunch i saw a woman just randomly wandering around the uh, parking lot it took me how long to go hey ma'am are you okay and her telling me she lost her truck so i'm like well took a quick look and sent her to the security office so they can help her further yeah it takes almost no time to help people
0: Nope, and it's always worth it. Always. Um. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Cheers.
2: Oh, that's good.
0: Fuck yeah! This HDO is awesome.
2: you telling yourself
0: you'll believe it eventually. Oh fuck yeah! I will eventually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been trying to. I got. Most of my allergy stuff is gone, but work working in a dusty warehouse has been not good on the allergies type stuff. Well,
2: health first. Health first. Always. Yeah.
0: Um, let me go and get this started over here. I'm gonna get my camera ready. Um I'm gonna show you some models first before we do some awesome painting.
2: Talk about terrain since you know, we've got some stuff actually. uh, uh,
0: So i 3D printed. This is the chibi. i am put this in focus. That is, it's not. You really can't see it because, of course, it's been it's not primed yet, so it's hard to see for anybody to know that. Uh, this is the chibi miniature that's being sold at War for a Weekend, based on our um, winner of last year's House Wars, Avira. Um, uh, she is a pirate. Uh, and so, you know, this is what what the size is going to be. It's going to come in our 40-millimeter base, and it is usable in the game. Um, but, uh, you know me, I had to print a big version of it. So I supersized one, and we'll put it on a base and 3D print that. Or, I'm 3D printing. Uh, the base is 3D printed. I just haven't cleaned it off and done it. but So they'll be there. And that's what... There. I did get... Um, so, uh, Privateer Press did uh, character jacks, and instead of giving you that you had to go buy a whole jack, you just buy the bits and pieces and such. So, you buy the head and arms, and you're good to go, since everything's magnetized on the jacks now. Like, 12 bucks, is of having to buy a whole new jack.
2: Dude, I saw that airship, that mercenary airship. Oh, yeah. Side. That looks really cool. I mean, I'm not going to even play the game, but... Yeah. It looks really cool.
0: I, I did order one of those. I ordered uh, the bomber because I will probably be using the bomber in one of my lists. Uh, but, yeah, the dirigible type thing is legit cool looking. Yeah, it's very cool. It's got some good rules, too. It's, you know, it's it's worthwhile. So. Uh, other than that, um, I'm going to go and get started on getting some paint out. John, let's go and get started on 3D terrain. Um why 3D terrain for the first part?
2: Um, because we've been through 2D terrain, and if you're playing 2D terrain, just play a fucking board game instead. Example: BattleTech traditionally is played just on hex maps that have no terrain, but because it is ostensibly a board game, not a miniatures game, that's normal. BattleTech not Alpha Strike, Alpha Strike is actually made inherently as a miniatures game. Mm. But uh, if you're going to have take the time to paint your cool models shouldn't they be on cool fields yeah look cooler and i don't have a problem with you know we we make fun of old school um war machine tournaments yeah. but then again they brought it on themselves initially you remember the old days gonzo when people would come with models i didn't even fucking glued to the base fully
0: oh yeah
2: half assembled like and these are like the top tier players it was in tragic
0: yes wow oh yeah, yeah. It- it, it was pretty. It was pretty dramatic. At one point, we were like, "Really? Mm-hmm. Come on, guys!" This is pre-streaming. Yeah. Um,
2: when streaming came about, they putting the rule: have paint it has to be painted, which is fair. Like you're playing at the top level. I don't mind that as a rule. Um, Makes sense. But and but they still went 2D terrain because uh, I'll, I'll make a joke out of it. Hashtag game state. Conso knows what I'm talking about. People, it, You can be much more particular about the game. You don't have to worry about knocking something, something stopping you from measuring perfectly because it's all flat. But it's also again, at that point, shouldn't you just be playing a board game? If you're... If the game is so important that it has to be down to the exact millimeter sixteenth of an inch we're in America, goddammit. Um... <laughs> Uh, then maybe you should rethink what you're doing. Maybe you should play in chess. Yeah. Because it can never be that. that It's supposed to be the comedy tour thing. And if you're going to make people paint miniatures, you need to next level that shit. And honestly, like all the, the big tournaments, that they all have 3D terrain. But little tournaments, and I understand it to a point. Like there was a point where I could put a War Machine Army in a single GW figure case in my backpack with a bunch of 2D terrain. And for that, it's super fine. It's great. Like, if you go to someone's house, you know, some people said, like, we, we broke out our models in the airport and played in the airport waiting for a flight. That's great.
0: Oh, yeah. I've seen people but do that.
2: when you get to that next level in a store, you need to start bringing it up. And what I loved about it, I actually loved the combination of 2D and 3D. Like, here's the forest template, like they've done for years. Put trees on it. But now it's not just, you know, a plain flocked green, you know, template. It's now just a cool... 3D printed fucking, or not 3D printed, or or, or, printed uh, neoprene, you know, like mouse pad material. You throw it down, and it's got trees on Everything looks cool, and you put trees on it. Extra. We did a lot where we had houses about the same size as the house thing, so you can pull the house off, you need to measure That's the best way, but people would skip that. Xandervoy, right, 2D was cheaper and easier, but no wow factor. And a lot of the stores it realize it's a wow factor. So luckily it's turned back around. And I was like, I truly believe if you're not using 3D terrain,
0: you should really just be playing a board game. Yeah. And, and I know we're saying how old we are when we talk about, you know, we had to make our own 3D terrain and we were like, Cool. But we did. We did. And styrofoam the thing is... styrofoam
2: was the fucking promised land. Oh, you got a TV? Yes. I want the fucking styrofoam from your TV, son. I'm making some shit out of that.
0: Yeah, I remember so many times we were like, oh I'm opening a new box. Oh, I could use this for a building. Oh, I could use this. I could use that. Yes. And, and and we and we did. There was nothing wrong with it. with it because we made 3D terrain with it.
2: Yeah. And it made like even though it was kinda Low rent, kinda of cheap. It was still cool. It was oh, still yeah. cool with not having it. So I'm glad okay. there's turned around and three D three D train is everywhere. Now and they're making cool stuff. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the companies were always making terrain. Even uh Project Press originally had some terrain features. that were very cool. Oh yeah. Good centerpieces for boards. The old uh Signar Storm fucking surge tower, or whatever the fuck it was called. I'm gonna call it that regardless of what it was actually called. But they had a bunch of those things. They're very cool centerpieces for terrain, for, for for boards, um, and I like that it's coming back around. You know, it's not hard to get three D trees.
0: No, and the thing is,
2: O is... scale, I think it is.
0: Yeah, and there's there's plenty of easy to buy already stuff out there that you can get off of Amazon or your local you know hobby store or whatever. Yeah,
2: well, Amazon nowadays. Oh my god, like so. Let's be honest, back in our day, we were playing without the 3D printed terrain because 3D printers weren't actually feasible. And that's not even that long ago, honestly. No. We're talking a decade ago, not even. We're about that far.
1: Uh, I was going to say, even D&D's got- 3d terrain now that's coming out more and more it does, like i'm and seeing modular tiles and stuff like that from places like modular realms dungeons and lasers
2: you ever see the old dwarven forge stuff that's like the og oh yeah that stuff
1: if i go to Ford mm-hmm. dwarven forge
2: I and mean, i have one set that my buddy frank gave me because his wife got it for him and he's like i'm never gonna use it, john i've used it like once or twice because it's just not really feasible yeah yeah like that's the dream is to be Dimension Twenty or you know whatever with the fucking 3D maps for fucking everything that they just do such a good job on. Holy crap! I want to give them money because they do a great job. Yeah. But you know, on the on the miniature table, you, you if you're playing a game that doesn't use hexes or tiles or something like that as a thing, you should definitely be trying to use 3D terrain. If you are using yeah. hexes and tiles, you could still try. Like even um, hold
0: on to read it from here.
1: I'm trying to, Underworlds. Out how to eventually go to 3D maps for D and
0: D. Uh I one d is working maps. on that.
2: I think it's a dream. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good dream, but I think I
1: have mixed feelings about Watsi.
2: That is yeah. absolutely fair, and that's probably good for another episode. <laughs> we should probably put that on the on the future plate. We can talk about yeah. Watsi a lot.
1: Sure we can.
2: Where I mean, Warhammer Underworlds even they have it is ostensibly a board game. With miniatures. But even they made 3D terrain for that. You could buy a pack. Here's the Arcane Ruins. You just replace them on your board with that. It's super cool. Even that little touch takes a game up a notch. You know? I have played Battletech back in the day. You know? And automatic was fine. But then the one time we got freaking... uh, We did as a club back in... A very long time ago, we had made we'd gotten like Geo Hex or whatever hexes for a game they ran at a convention that was like uh, Team Yankee ish, World War III type of thing, modern weapons, you know. And we used it for BattleTech after they were done because they stored it at the club, and it was great. Like it wasn't even like super high quality by today by today's standards. You're like yeah, that that's cool, but you're like we can do so much better nowadays. Um. But it, it definitely brings a game up. It's that next level. Yeah. Like even the D D. The one time I the one or two times I've used the Dwarven Forge for the for the dungeon, it's looked great. It's like this is really cool. Get it, extra level of immersion.
1: Yeah. Like that's one of the things. Like I ran my first uh, in person D and D encounter, and we had two D maps, and like I wanted to have a little bit more depth to it, mm. literally, and. We well. just, I mean, we made we made do with what we had, but it would have been really cool had I been able to put like physical terrain on the board.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And even even though like what we put on the board, um, so I'm looking. Xander had mentioned a couple different things, and one of them is sort of up your alley, what you're talking about. So I'll bring it in now. Uh, looks like Galeforce Nine is putting is uh, uh, selling what's called Tenfold Dungeon, which is basically 3D terrain. It's all cardboard. It looks like. It uh, looks like each set is not terribly expensive. It includes a five-e scenario. It's like this is the castle, and it's more of like a dungeon rather than an actual castle based on the floor plan. But it's cool. But it's all, it all looks like simple three D three ter- uh, D three uh, D cardboard terrain. Uh, Sixty-five bucks is not a bad price for something like that. No. Um, and then for what uh, I I don't think it has applications in miniature gaming though. Because it is rooms. So you'd have to have a specific a skirmish level game that did that. I think it'd be great for that. Not really if good for... If I was for... running
1: PvP matches like I do sometimes, that would make sense.
2: Actually, honestly, it's cheap enough that you did a PvP at like a con or something. You do what the one guy did and you get two sets, put the guys behind a big screen so they can't see what the others are doing unless they can see it. That's the next level. It'd be cool. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, You're right, Arthur Michael. The game for a is double-sided because when you look at it, it looks like it's all whatever. But then you could flip it over and it becomes terrain for like a war game. More they don't show that as much on the website because it's what I'm limited to right now. But I do see that they can be flipped over and become like buildings and stuff. So it does have more use, and that is what you want from your terrain. Multiple use is better. Um, their stuff looks pretty good. Price pretty good. Um, storage wise, uh, Art right, Michael Boyd, that should be easy peasy. Let me tell you what your best friend is for storage of terrain in most cases empty paper boxes. You can usually oh, get them from yeah. an office, like your office maybe. Like, I have tons around there. My favorite storage boxes. Yeah, or
1: because... document storage boxes also. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, if you want. And honestly, if you go to your, your local Home Depot or whatever, they'll have similar sized plastic boxes that are tupperware like that, like, Clothes, literally in seal. As soon as we're out, water or anything. Those are great. Look, little, little pricey, but if you're doing it once in a while, if you need like one or two for transporting stuff out of your house, it's great. Yeah, the the gail for size of roughly a board game box. Yeah, it looks like it would put together fine. Um, the other one he was talking about was um, what is this called? Acid house terrain, which is very similar but much more miniature gamey. Still, printed cardboard and. Looks like a solid amount. What I see for a, I love that the trees are also cardboard printed. Let me put that out. That that they're extra cardboard trees too, and little stands. It's cool. And that stuff, even if you don't break it down, that stuff will fit in a fucking paper box. And a paper box is easy to carry with stuff in it. I use it for, for kind of my titans or my uh, my knights moving around. It's great. Um, this stuff i would have to actually. Translate, but it's a little more expensive since I'm pretty sure the euro is pretty close to a $1, dollar and 198 Euros is a significant amount. They offer gridded. No gridded, those are both cool. I suggest not gridded because some games don't still don't have pre-measure and you don't want to give any advantages. But it's super cool stuff. And like the, the, the cardboard terrain, uh even hold on. Weird miniatures made some from Malafo years ago. It's still confined here or there. They stopped doing a lot of it. Is really good because it breaks down really quickly. Stores easily. It's a great choice. Um, and it looks good. This stuff looks really good. I mean, pricey, but it is definitely next level compared to the GF9 stuff. And again, I'm not dissing the GF9 stuff. It The, the Tenfold Dungeon looks good dungeon quality stuff. Solid secondary use for miniature games. And cost effective. But... Sometimes you want the next level, right, Gonzo? You want, like, three printed terrain. 3D printed? Or, I mean, to be on Gale Force 9, some other website, they have their whole Battlefield the Box set that they've been putting out for years. Oh, yeah. And it's all fully... Battlefield in the Box? Battle... Battlefield in the Box. It basically is, you know, in this case, it's a, a Badlands Plateau, then you buy a Badlands Bluff, Badlands Tours, and Badlands Sandstone, and you get a bunch of stuff that fits together. Makes a good table on that thing. It's solid. It's hard to break. I know people at the local game store have fucking tried. Does not break easily, but they have a ton of it. It's reasonably priced considering it's fully, like, three D, resin slash plastic and fully painted. It looks great. Nice. Again, yeah, is that next price point? I use a lot of it for Star Wars Legion. We played it because uh, okay. they made basically. What, accounts, what amounts to being Tatooine-style buildings, so they didn't call it that, obviously, for... Copyright reasons. Licensing? Yes. Yeah. Licensing reasons. They make Flames of War stuff that's at that scale. Um, It's really it can be a little pricey, and a lot of the other options can. Like, Infinity has a whole bunch of companies doing Infinity Train. It can be a little pricey, but you build it up little by little. Yeah. That, that's, that's how you do it. And a lot of it breaks down so that you can carry it. If not, I mean... Traveling becomes a problem with it. But to be fair, most of the time we don't travel. We need to travel with all of the fucking terrain for a game. You know? If you're going to somebody's house, they'll usually have some themselves. So you guys sort of team up on that. Um, or you get like the flat stuff that folds flat. There's a bunch of stuff there. There's. Um, who does that? Blast Destruct kind of stuff, Gonzo. Been doing it for years like printed, colorful plastic plastic truck type of stuff that goes together. I forget who does that, but that stuff looks good too. Malifo they've used a bunch of Malifo, uh, done at one of the stores. It's solid stuff, okay. Um, there's a lot of options there. Holy moly! Um, also,
0: well, I, the one
2: I, I missed, go ahead. Gotcha.
0: I was gonna say, one of the things I thought was really cool, and it's is... Whenever you bought like an infinity box set, oh, they gave you 3D terrain that you use the box the miniatures came in, and you had this little, you know, wraparound thing that went into it. And it was like, hey, here's a building, kinda, mean, yeah.
2: So, what it was is they made sets that were cardboard, but you gave it extra structure, you could fold up, use it as it is, but they were sized so that the actual boxes, the cardboard boxes, the infinity models came in could go inside them. So they gave you more holes. So they become more solid and they transported really well. Um, also a uh, fucking games workshop. did with a couple of their boxes where some of the actual boxes, the models came in would like you flip them over and it could be like terrain, not great terrain, but you know, I mean, terrain terrain at a certain point, um That's another good one. GW, uh I don't know if they're still doing it for Age of Sigmar because I'm a little out of the loop, but for a while, every force for Age of Sigmar had a terrain piece that you could have for free that would give you bonuses, which is a cunning, cunning idea because now people want to bring their terrain because it gives them bonuses and now you have more terrain on the table inherently, which eases... The load on the game stores a little bit or if you guys are playing yourselves it eases your load a little bit because you're already buying it for the bonuses and now you get you know some terrain to sit out there as well. There's a lot of options out there honestly for 3D terrain. Um since uh battletech's sort of like the big uh, big growing property right now there's a like even GF9's putting out hex tech for battletech and Battletech scale billings, because the hardest part about a game, and the reason I think that certain games change from super large scale back down to a more normal scale, is the ease of finding terrain. For anyone out there, whoever would want to make your own miniatures game, make it at a scale that's either already in use or that matches a tra- uh, train set of scale. Yeah. Because... You match train train scale? Oh my god. Suddenly there's everywhere. You've got everything. You know, since my other hobby, aside from miniatures games, is action figures, I can tell you that having six-inch action figures, it's hard to find things for them. But there's enough out there because you know, there's a bunch. It's when you get to the seven-inch ones, because you know, some people want to be different. We make seven-inch action figures. They become a problem because they're just a little bit bigger if things look a little worse. It's like putting... Marvel crisis vertical models on GW train. Sometimes they just don't look right because they're in a little bit bigger scale, but there's a game and we, we tout them a bit. I do at least that they knew what they were doing because train comes in their box set and it's not enough to play with a full game by itself, but it's about half. If you've got a box set and your buddy's got a box set and, and you both play, that's enough terrain for a board more or less. And then 3d printing as I mentioned like for so many scales, there's so much 3D printed out there and they offer it in every scale because they just got to change the scale they print that. yeah you can do that
0: at your scale yourself. if you're doing that. I mean not almost gonna afford 3D printers. Yeah. I will tell you right now 3d printers are so affordable right now. don't get me wrong they are you still got to pay for them but the cost to have them now, especially if you're doing terrain, resin printers are a little bit different. But if you're doing just FDM res FDM printers for terrain, they are very affordable, very user-friendly now. And you can print out tables in no time flat. And there's really no excuse. When I I challenge
2: tables. if you get one printer, it's not really no time flat.
0: Well, it depends on the size of the printer. It's a
2: reasonable size, reasonable amount of time. Yeah. I'm not going to challenge that. But let's not call it no time flat. because
0: i mean especially once you learn and how you've got it and how it works and you know how to set up files and such man you're just like let's crank out terrain oh you want a forest terrain here you go oh you want um you want a frozen terrain here you go you want cityscape yeah here you go yep and the file
2: sometimes you purchase the sdls from people Yep. Sometimes they're free, off more often you purchase them. But scale to whatever site like, oh hey, I need this train piece, but I want it for 40k and then I want it for Marvel. Let's say you're crazy like that. You can print it at the slightly higher scale for Marvel. It's a lot of good use there. If if you've got the space and the ability, a 3D printer is not a bad choice. He's gonna I'll be right back. Go get something. I guess I can jab her more. Um back to uh, whatever I was talking about with D&D, what I miss the most about D&D, and it's not actually 3D, it's 2D, but they had the dungeon tiles for years and years and years. Uh, mm. Maybe a little before you were getting into it, but like for all 4th edition, they had the dungeon tiles, and I have a box of those things. Those okay. things are great for D&D. Because sometimes just having the colored pieces that go together, it you can make cool stuff. Like I used to make my my, you know, encounters, and I would just grab all the tiles, put them in a bag together, so I had them. I'm like, okay, cool, here's what we got for this encounter, and you just put them on as you explore more places. It's, it was very cool.
1: I only have a little bit of 3D terrain, and most of it was gifted to me. I have an Elven library that was sent to me by a community member, and awesome. yeah. It... Well, um,
2: who did that? Hold on. So was it Kids? No. I think Pathfinder, is there Pathfinder or WizKids did some actual sets of terrain. Um, They did a Goblin Village. Okay. They also did a... um, Cemetery. I have two sets of the cemetery, and it is great. We use that for Malifaux all the time. It is plenty of terrain. But, uh, yeah, it's Pathfinder did it. Pathfinder Goblin Village. It's really expensive now because it's out of print. But it's the kind of thing I wish they'd do more of because it was just great. It was, it was, painted well just two of those together. And at retail, I think that ends up being like a hundred bucks or so. You just get a ton of terrain that you can make a fight for. Or if you're playing like Malifor or some other skirmish game, that's a full fucking terrain bit.
1: Yeah. Uh what? I've been uh messing with the uh dungeons and lasers uh, fantasy starter kit mm. uh, which comes with a bunch of like bits and stuff to put in the dungeon as well as the tiles for the dungeon itself. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And it's like 50 bucks and it comes with all- everything there. Um, The one thing I will say is because everything comes on sprue, the torches and stuff, the way that they are, if you don't take them off the sprue before you paint them.
2: That is a... uh...
1: Uh, they are tiny and i'm gonna need to put pins in every single one of them
2: (laughs) so you can actually paint them beforehand and then go back and just paint the parts on the sprue so my buddy dave value uh local guy um, Mm -hmm. um actually paints everything on the sprue and then he cuts it off and he cleans it and then he just repaints the bit you know you wear gloves or just seal it beforehand outside of that you can go back and paint the bit you missed and just do it it's is quite honestly probably easier unless you're going to magnetize them to fit somewhere. If you're going to magnetize them, then the magnetizing should help, but I will let you know that painting something that's magnetized is not as easy as it thinks, because it's not as stable as you want. Yeah. I've done that a couple times. Um, I still have Cable's uh, uh, shield that I haven't finished to put on his base. So I magnetize it so it wouldn't break. Um, gotcha. It's a little bit of a problem, but you can get by it. But no, I, I like the way it looks it's modular
1: yeah and they've got a ton of sets and they just announced more sets that are coming out they just had a kickstarter that stuff and well, and they're, and like, like a lot of
2: things it's it's
1: and, short, and it's it's like 50
2: bucks or well, like 70 bucks 60 70 bucks a room but those are really cool looking rooms and you can build it slowly yeah cuz you're going to reuse it
1: and they've got half height and full height walls depending on what you want how you want to run things
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think half-height walls are better just because storage space. Because you mentioned storage space earlier.
1: Yep, they've got um, modular lava and rivers.
2: At, and let me say, since um, R. Mark little boy was asking about this earlier, storage-wise, anything like that you get, just make sure you seal it well. If yeah. You seal it well. You you can put it down on top of each other. Just you're not going to shake the box around. It might get shaken a little bit. But it's not going to chip all the way. Yeah, you know, just just make sure it's sealed. Most of the stuff you buy is sealed like I'm sure you know the lo forge stuff actually comes in styrofoam, so it's good. but yeah um the g f nine stuff I've not had a problem with it shipping. It fits together well. Um, just just put it in the box if you if you're a little worried, get go to the dollar store get some towels. like I know some just get some just actual towels like we can, Actual towels, so the buck You just put it in there, and it'll freaking uh, help take some of the impact. Use paper towels if you need to. Newspaper. Newspaper. Paper towels are pretty cheap nowadays. Just buy super bulk. You're like, oh, you need a 12 pack. No, buy a 24 pack. Even cheaper. You can use some for stuff. You can yep. wrap little pieces, and they'll be in between the pieces. Just put a couple around. You don't need to go all crazy style. You can go sort of what I like to call old school style, because that's how we used to do it in the old days—paper towels and stuff. we can always have figure cases and all. Let me see if that's I
1: can.
2: The way find to it. do it. Yes. Let's see, this is on my mind again. I I kind of regret not buying that Pathfinder Goblin Village when I uh when it originally came out because uh. Yeah, now it's going for quite a bit of money now. It's like hundred bucks now it was 50 bucks and it came out. Newspapers do mm-hmm. still exist, Star Mark Lavoy. They're good for wrapping fishes and uh, terrain. But yeah, I mean, and here's a weird thing, it's gonna gonna sound really crazy. Go on freaking Amazon and look for just terrain in whatever scale you need. You would be absolutely shocked. By what is actually there. Like I have found, literally, like even just looking for this uh, Pathfinder Goblin Village, one of the things that shows up is Tower Rex Village D and D terrain. Sure, it's like hundred and ten bucks, but it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine buildings, and then a wagon and another cart and fucking walls. That's it's this a solid value. It looks like it's NPF. Uh, you know, it's laser cut MDF. You could paint it if you want. Like, it's not like that's expensive. And you'll find 3D printed stuff between uh, Etsy. Everyone goes to Etsy first. Etsy's good. But even on Amazon, you'll find people selling on Amazon. I got a whole set that's basically another set of Marvel terrain off Amazon. It's not quite the same, but that's better. The buildings are a little different. They're the same basic style, but they're different stuff. And granted, sometimes it's 3D printed. It's going to have a little bit of other issues to it because 3D printing is not perfect. Yeah. But you can fix that with priming. Hell, I bought, uh, before they came out with it for Marvel, I bought a Sanctum Sanctorum off of uh, Etsy. And it came with instructions on how you should prime it so that it gets rid of a lot of the texture that you don't want. Because you have the lines from printing. Like they said, hey, use this primer. It'll help get rid of that and you can go. Um, That's good to
1: know. Talk
2: to your buddies who are in this stuff. Talk to me. I'm, I mean, I've had talk random me. people message me on Twitter going, Hey, John, you're in the miniature stuff. I have this question. I may not be able to answer the question. Often I can't, but I know someone who can. And I will go find that information. <laughs> like, I do customer service for a job, which may shock some of you sometimes based on my salty language and rants. But, <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. But that means that when you ask me a question, I want to find the fucking answer. Like earlier, stopping in the parking lot to help the, the woman find her car or at least talk to security so she can find what's going on. This is just what you do, you know? Helping people is fun. You know, you can find stuff. Like, I brought my stuff the, the minute of the train I got, the extra marble terrain from some 3D printer, over to Marshall, And I'm like, hey... What do you think about this? What would you do to get rid of this? He's like, oh, you could sand this part. You're not gonna notice on this part. Prime it with the primer, like we said. Um, Then, like on windshields, he's like, just use fucking uh, matte varnish to fill in. You just just run it over. It makes it smooth. You could paint the window. I'm like, holy shit! Look at that great idea. Save me a bunch of sanding. Just sand on big flat parts. There are plenty of people out there. Find those communities online. They're super helpful. Just make sure you block those fuckers who are annoying because they're never going to be helpful. But like, seriously, those guys, you know those yeah. guys. Anyone on social media knows those guys. Just block that fucker and move on. If you if you, if you you don't even mean to that person, you're like, yeah, I just don't agree with you. I want you to shut up. Just mute them instead. But generally, I block them and move on because fuck them. It hurts them when they be blocked. It makes them, don't get as much in people seeing their shit. I'm helping everyone else by blocking that bitch ass. But no, ask people. They would love to help. Love to help. Because oh, yeah. some of them have these tricks and they have no one they can share with, you know? There's so many miniature gamers out there who are quote-unquote alone. You know, COVID fucking put a bullet in a lot of communities. It's tragic. So those guys can only communicate online. You fucking ask a question, they got the answer, they will go. they are like, oh, my man, I have got the answer for you. Let me help you. They love that. Yeah on a whole remember that our hobbies are very inclusive and people want to help each other there are no secret tricks they just want to teach the tricks because that's how they get their endorphins I taught this person a trick so how they can paint better that makes me feel great remember that but yeah check check everywhere don't just google search etsy ebay amazon just go and watch out for those fucking moths those things are crazy <laughs> you getting attacked again? If she can run each other off, I'm fucking here for it. But yeah, sorry, I'm getting a little ranty because I've been drinking.
1: No, no, you're fine. You're fine. We all Am get I. there. <laughs> it's
2: about to go for number two. But yeah, I was uh, about that, to
1: go grab number two. I will be right back.
2: Yeah, hey, all that stuff's out there. People love to help. Just have, just don't hesitate to go to your favorite podcaster. Hopefully, us or whomever to ask for help because we're happy to help.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of people that ask me a lot of 3d printing questions and I'm always like, first things first, what are you trying to do with it? Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I need to print terrain. I says, okay, then you don't want to go with a resin printer. You really want to go with an FDM printer. And they're like, well, where do I find files? Well, you can find most of them free, but they're the really good ones you're going to pay. And it's still reasonably priced ones too.
2: Reasonably priced. Yes. Example, I wanted certain thing and I'm like, Oh cool, they got the file. And I told my marshall, hey, what do I have to do to get to, to get you to print this for me? He's like, just buy me the fucking file. So I bought the file, sent to him, said, Go. Perfect. I get copies of it. He gets the file for purchase. Works for me. But also a lot of those things, if it's out there as a file, there's someone out there who prints it for monies. Yeah. Etsy's he's good at that you'll notice some of those Etsy stores all have the same fucking models because someone makes them. And these guys, I want to license these models.
0: Yep. Licensing is a big thing right now. 3D I mean, Kathy's
2: old friends, Alan Blunt does 3d printing. It's a great dude. He's like, I print cheap because I don't want my friends to have to pay a lot of money for this stuff. You know, he bought it for his use and he's going to get me. It's a little way for him to get some money and also make sure that everyone, uh, Everyone gets it's... to use the stuff, you know. There's a bunch of stuff out there. Don't don't discount it. You got you got to go searching for it.
0: I don't know it's very enthralling to watch me paint
2: pustules. I mean, and we started hodgepodge and ended up all three D all three D terrain. And also, like, don't discount the two D stuff. Like I said about the the two D D and D terrain. Sometimes two D is what you need. Like, my favorite example from actual miniatures games are trenches, water features, and such like that. 2D is perfect. 2D is the perfect way to designate a trench. You can't actually, if you make it a raised edge and everything, it becomes a problem to actually be on the board. It's one of the handful of things that I think is great as 2D. Anything that would go down rather than up is great at 2D. You got a chasm you can't get over two D trains, perfect. You gonna watch that for his Uh
0: It's it's got a little bit on there. I'm gonna watch it next. I'm just I'm it's just like, hitting. It the looks high... like you're
2: going pretty hardcore on the uh, yellowish there, and I think I'll wash. How's it look good. on screen? It looks a little extreme at
0: points. It it is extreme. No it's ex- it's extreme on is the
2: exactly what you need.
0: Yeah, it it it'll get washed down. I'm just hitting oh. the highlights with it because I got a. Um... I got a nasty green. I'm going to wash into it.
2: Yeah, yeah so look everywhere. Like, I mean everywhere. Like, yeah. you might find another game that has a terrain perfect for your game. Like, I have some sets of the Walking Dead game terrain that I'm going to use. We use Rebel Crisis Protocol. I want to make a farmhouse board. I'm going to find some nice either... MDF or 3D printed farmhouses and barn and all, just that kind of terrain and make enough for one board. And that'll be easy to transport, you know, for someone like Artemis Covey who just needs transport ideas. Get them painted, get them, get them sealed. They'll go in a box. They'll sit t- close up together. You don't have to worry about them really chipping each other.
0: So Yeah, there's there's plenty of ways to get 3D terrain. Um, on the cheap, on the free, on the fly, depending on where you go and what you're going to do, especially if you have a 3d printer, you're golden. You can get it all. If you know someone's got a 3d printer, even better. Cause then you're paying somebody to make you some cool shit and they'll do it because you're most likely going to be using it with them. <laughs> yep.
2: And and that's a good topic if you have as a normal group of people you play with, you know, like, hey, we need terrain. How do we want to split this up? It doesn't have to all be you. Especially if you're the one given the place to play. Because sometimes, you know, like we live in apartments, all can't play in those so easily. If you're the guy given the place to play, talk about that. Like we don't necessarily have gaming clubs as such anymore, but anytime you and your buddies just meet together, you're basically a gaming club. Talk about that stuff. Don't be afraid to. It's important. You know, no one expects any one person to front the whole burden of terrain. Now, in my case, I've got Al Marshall, who actually has enough terrain to do way more tables than any man needs to. But we still bring terrain. I still have marble terrain in a box I bring with me. I have another couple sets to paint up when I get off my lazy ass and paint some more. Maybe I should just paint some some easy-peasy terrain. Maybe they'll give you back in that thing. But keep that in mind. Talk about that stuff. It can't, you, you can't just let it sit out there unsaid. Like, hey, we're going to play Battletech. If we want to do Alpha Strike in 3D terrain, what are we doing? Hell, um, when we did an old map campaign using the old Games Workshop uh, 40K um, tiles, the hex tiles they made for a while, which I wish they'd go back to. This was fucking great. I literally handed sprues out to my buddies and going, hey, paint this. Hey, you paint this. We're all in it together. Why am I painting it all? I fucking forked the money out for this stuff. Y'all paint some of this stuff. We did. It was great. We'd fully painted because they painted it all. And those things were easy because you painted them all on the sprue, and it didn't matter if you because the edges, who cares? Yeah. put Put them together anyways. It was great. But that's the kind of thing you guys can do, you know? even if you're going to put, foot the bill for all the terrain, go, hey, can you paint something? That's not hard. Sometimes that's the hardest thing. for someone. Like if Gonzo's printing all the terrain, well, shit, Gonzo, can I paint some of that for you? Fuck yeah. No, I'm not actually volunteering. I'm doing a metaphorical. <laughs> You've got busy for all that. i got plenty of terrain. Yes. See, that wash, like it's a little blurry, but... That wash is definitely doing, doing the work.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is a, this is the uh, plague bearers contrast paint.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It's doing, it's doing exactly what it needs to do. Yeah. I dare say you probably could have gone with straight white rather than the yellow, but I think the yellow is not a
0: bad call at all. Yeah, I just wanted it to be a little dingier.
2: I don't know that it would have mattered, honestly. With the game. I don't
0: know either, but hey, didn't matter. Busy and Erica are the
2: dream team of terrain painting. Hells to the yeah. Um, we do that sometimes I locally. My hands even... on
1: some contrast paints one of these days.
2: Yeah, they're they, they're a good tool to have in your toolbox. Yep. Even If you don't use them, like Gonzo painted entire armies with contrast paints, and they look solid. The the perfect for tabletop. And I use them a lot of times as like when he's using them here. This is more of like uber wash, an uber wash as we call it. Yeah. They got a lot of uses and but don't limit yourself just contrast all of them. Even you know, I've got a couple different things. Even some of the ones from uh Cuttlefish Colors. Oh, some yeah. Some of the absolutely. glazes for those are perfect for something like that. Some of them are a little heavy for that. But like with every paint, you just gotta find what it's good at. I've been trying a bunch of those things when I can. Ah. Don't worry. I think I've said all I could say about 3D printing.
0: I've been
1: going over <laughs> old ground. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have a whole lot to say about it.
0: I, I'm going to tell you right well, now. Well, this is
2: a hodgepodge. We can talk about something else for a little bit.
0: Well, I was going to say that, you know, for Warfare Weekend, that's, all I, that's what my one printer was doing pretty much nonstop for five months straight was just 3D yeah. printing terrain.
2: And, and it is great for any... Like, if you are a big tournament organizer, like, I would have loved back in the day to have a 3D printer through terrain. Like, say what I will to Mech's Wife. Mech's Wife would have painted the fuck out of some terrain and she would have enjoyed every second of it. Granted, it would have been way better than it needs to be because she was like that, but... It is what it is. I mean, I think it's a great idea if you're running a tournament. Just, it's... It's another tool that helps ease the burden. You know, you're you're paying a big upfront fee rather than a lot of small
0: fees. Yeah. And it, and it is a daunting task when you're doing like sixty tables worth of terrain. It's
2: it's, it's a lot. like doing an army, though. It's like don't yeah. don't let it. Even if you're doing a table worth of terrain, don't let it get you. Go back to the tried and true way of painting an army. Cool. I painted a unit. Let me reward myself with a character or something special. Oh, hey uh i'm painting a uh piece of terrain let me go and reward myself with painting something cool afterwards do that it, it it seems like a stupid trick but if you trick yourself it makes it easier it's like everything you do you do the hard thing then you get to the thing is fun and uh, thank you uh abraham for your uh follow no oh. we appreciate it then no we got- what brought you to our channel Warning, I am slightly probably shouldn't still be drinking. <laughs> Cheers. I'm gonna try this purple out real quick. Luckily, I got leftover lunch to have for dinner after we get done. And it's from the best cheap place in town. Not purple, we probably a, a place in a local mall. It's called the Japanese Grill, and it's just literally they just growing up in front of you. It is fucking great. The amounts are great for the price. My favorite. That's not I'm going there too often, because it requires me to walk into a mall, that's like interacting with people. I'm not all here for that all the time.
1: Yeah, I feel
2: that. But it's near where I get my Dr. McGillicuddy, so it was an ideal double choice there. <clears throat> uh, Kathy says, that's how I'm doing my trolls. She's talking to speed paints, of course. Uh, speed paints, when I want something with a difference, I'll use them like a wash over a color. Absolutely. they're.
1: Yeah, speed paints are great for that.
2: Yeah. And you can do a lot of things and I and I very much a hundred percent suggest trying stuff out. And I know it's hard, we don't all have extra models. Reaper bones. They're super cheap. Extra models on your on your sprues. Like I'm not using this guy. Just can go and, and get something extra to paint. Find anything. Try stuff out. Like I have I bought a company of Herbies because I'm John and that's the fucking thing I do. So I tried an ultimate painting scheme on it. I'll finish him eventually, but like just go. He's he's got some details so I can try a paint with a wash or, you know, a paint with a speed paint over it to see what it looks like. And decide, hey, is this something I want to do? I was deciding if I wanted to change my paint scheme. I decided not to. I think I like the regular better. And I can't find where I put him now because I fell over. But all that kind of stuff. They're all tools in your toolbox. Don't hesitate to try stuff out. You cannot, Kathy would say this, you cannot fuck up a model so much that you can't just either repaint it as long as you're being... You're your paints or just you can strip it. If you have any questions, like literally, Q-tips and acetone, you can fucking strip anything. Like, I'm not necessarily happy with Viper's face. I'm going to grab Viper here. I'm not sure how much you can see her face. I'm not super happy with her face. I think her arms came out okay skin to us. Her face... Be closer. I can't know if you guys can see or not. I'm not super happy with her face, but you know, yeah, you can't see shit with that. <laughs> no, you can't. It's too. Thanks. Honest. I can switch cameras, but I don't feel like I'll do it another day. But if I really wanted to, I could easily just take a Q-tip and some acetone, strip her face, just her face, and maybe some of the hair, and then repaint it. It's really not hard. And again, with anything like that, brand ideas, painting tips, just reach out to the people on Twitter. On Facebook, on Blue Sky, on Instagram, wherever you are, whatever social media you're on, <laughs> reach out to somebody. I'm probably there at because I'm crazy like that.
0: Oh, and yeah, I if you need any questions about 3D printing, whether it's models or Facebook, find us. Message
2: if it's a message. Gonzo can't answer. He'll go, John. This seems like it's up your alley. Nerd it's up your alley. Help this person, and we'll know. We'll help you.
0: Nerd, like Sometimes I said, nerd can teach use. you how to paint a miniature from Prime to Golden Demon Ready in 10 minutes. She's that awesome.
2: She makes me that awesome when I start calling her Dave Taylor. <laughs> All right, so. So she's got the Kirby uh, hoodie on, which hats off. That's awesome.
1: Yes. <laughs> and it's got King DDD on the sleeve.
2: Kirby was my Smash Brothers boy.
1: DDD is my Smash Brothers boy.
2: Oh, Kirby, because I, I, if if you get ahead, you suck someone up and then drop off the board. It's
0: bullshit, but <laughs> it's a W. Why not? Um, media section, guys. Like I said, you want terrain, you can get it. You know where to get it. If you don't know, you can ask us. Um, so media section. Just like John always says, I have like seventy-five things to talk about. Nerd, how many you got?
1: Mm, three
0: john dos uh i'm gonna talk about one and i thought it was funny that somebody you know captain mizzy says you always find the weirdest shit to watch and it's actually kind of good um so i was on netflix and i was like oh a reality tv show a south korean reality tv show with that and i was like I think I'm going to try it, because I did like the one where it was... Do you
2: have no standards?
0: Oh, actually, hold on. Hold on. There was one that I did watch that I really liked, where these people were running away from, you know, not getting tagged or whatever. I remember that one. Yeah. you were talking about that one. Uh, I tried I mean, Zombieverse, Art of Michael, and I couldn't do it. Um, I couldn't get into Zombieverse. Uh, but the one I did watch was The Devil's Pact. The Devil's Pact is a reality TV show where it's like 13 or so people are stuck in this house and they complete uh, challenges Uh, and you can make alliances and help each other out. But like the challenges are like super, super hard thinking challenges, like find the weight of a bunch of different stuff, you know, by, you know, weighing other different things by only knowing the weight of this one. And, you know, there's all this stuff. And if you do it, you get like these coins or whatever. And whoever is the lowest coin value gets sent to jail for the night. And there's all this cool secret stuff happening. Like, uh, you put the coins together and they form something, uh, inside Devil's the gym. J- Devil's plan. Sorry. Yes. um, and uh, you, if you go to jail, they found out that you know if you do this puzzle, you get a coin out of it. Uh, they found a secret hidden area that uh, they're going into next Tuesday. And I really like this because it's, it, it can be a cutthroat game, yes. But it's not a treat each other like shit cutthroat type game. It's like, sorry, I've got to win this or I'm kicked out type thing.
2: They're, they're super I wouldn't call that cutthroat. I mean, that is just playing the game. Cutthroat is when you fuck everyone else to get ahead of yourself.
0: Yeah, like the first game they played was... That's uh...
2: that's Munchkin. And that's why we don't play Munchkin, boys and girls. I love
0: Munchkin. (laughs) Um, The first game they played was pretty much like a pandemic. Uh, You have two terrorists that are setting off, um, and they can kill people, but you have to share... Werewolf, if y'all remember, ever played Werewolf. Uh, or mafia,
2: werewolf like the game that oh, you play. Come on, not werewolf the apocalypse, the role playing game. Correct, creation, but it was a
0: very complicated version of it. It was actually well done, pretty Brian good. Bagnon. Yeah, uh, I'm really, I'm really liking it. Um, they only got three episodes left, and they release like three every. Um, Tuesday so next week will be the last three episodes and I'm looking forward to it because it's, it's got some really cool hard puzzles that people have to figure out on how to like you don't know your number but you got to figure out your number by figuring out everybody else's number because there's only seven numbers it's, it's, it's actually pretty interesting and the character, the people that are doing it um, th- some of them like get really upset when they win because they got to send someone to prison and like they're like very upset that they had to send someone to prison um, but
2: having people with morals and things like that actually makes it a lot better
0: yeah and it, and it's actually been pretty good I, I've actually enjoyed it a lot I thought it's been really neat really interesting I'm very into it because there's a lot of hidden stuff in it like it's not just play the game you win blah 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 it's like play the game find these pieces oh we have a hidden puzzle that no one else knows but us two people and you know all these coding hidden things within the game so it's been pretty neat I really like it Um, and it's a game oh, show that- so,
2: oh, to have time to watch reality TV. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: you know me; I don't sleep. So, nerd, since you have one more than John, why don't you go next?
1: Uh, I might have two more than John. I just remembered I finished a book too.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> one of mine is is like a book or a graphic novel.
1: Uh, I did finally finally finish Owl House. Um, I was devastated at the end. And also disheartened that there's only three episodes in the final season. Yeah. I was not expecting that. I didn't realize it was cut that short. Oh yeah. Yikes.
0: And actually they they barely got away with getting that too.
1: Yeah. Wow. So That's... but I I loved it. I will totally watch it again. I thought it was a really, really good series. I give it like half a space herby.
0: Very solid. Very interesting. Very nice. Um, Yeah. Had a lot of good stories. Had a lot of good people in it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, too. Yes. John?
2: So I'm going to start with the one I liked more. And uh, that is a graphic novel of a comic uh, put out uh, some time ago for Buckaroo Banzai. They did a comic sequel, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's called Return of the Screw. I do not recommend buying it um i'm not entirely sure it was worth the money it's not it wasn't super expensive but it wasn't cheap um it's written by wd richter who wrote the movie but i feel like it just shows that the movie had so many characterizations that were enhanced by the actors because let's be honest booker bonsley is a movie that is made by its fucking actors yes Peter Weller in one of his best roles I think. Uh John Lithgow being fucking great. Um just a great a great cast doing great things and them having no idea how it can't so good but just riding the wave there. Um the characterizations for half of it are very off. It's their artwork style is okay but a little weird for it and it just the story's also a little out there. Like it it like you expect out there for buckaroo Bonds and let's be honest. But it's a little more out there than normal. Um quite honestly I I found it a little disconcerting. Um I bought it, I told my aunt who is also a fan of buckaroo Bonds, a huger fan that I am, if you believe that, um that she still has the Marvel Comics uh series of it. Um but I told her I load it to her and I'm actually not going to. I think it's better if she doesn't see it. It really doesn't read it. It's not Worth it. The most worth it part is at the end. They have bios of all the characters, like all the Hong Kong Cavaliers and everyone. And I think that's probably the best part of it. Uh, I am going to give it three and a half space raves. Dang! Uh, it took several cities to get through and was not like not terribly worth the money. And you note know, that's the one I like the better of my two for this week.
0: Gonzo. Um. So, th- over the last like four weeks or so, three weeks or so. I've uh, been watching a TV show at Captain Missy's, um, and I think it was on Paramount Plus or Peacock. I can't remember which one, but uh, I watched it on a whim. I was like, oh, this seems kind of interesting and weird and a little bit different. Well, why don't I do this? It's a story about a nun that takes on, an thank you, Captain Missy, for Peacock, uh, that takes on an artificial intelligence that pretty much helps us in our life now. And... Um, Holy fuck, this this TV show blew me away in the most weirdest way possible. The name of the show is Miss Davis. Miss Davis is the name of the AI that pretty much controls the world and has brought world peace upon us. But Miss Davis is a nun that is tasked with finding the Holy Grail and destroying it so she can destroy the AI. The writers that did this, not only were they smoking PCP, not only were they high on crack, not only were they doing shrooms, but also they did it blindfolded. Because this show goes way out there. Uh, no,
2: no, hold on, hold on. On the crazy scale, the versus Ninja Batman.
0: It, it, it's not as bad as Ninja Batman, but it—it it, okay. you got that feel. Okay. Nerd, I think you would like this. You would enjoy this because you're going to watch it and you're like... What the fuck? <laughs> might be nerd.
2: Have you seen Ninja Batman?
0: I don't think Nerd has seen Ninja Batman, have you? No, you need to watch Ninja Batman, too.
2: It, 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 it must be experienced. Yes.
1: So we need to have a watch party one of these nights? <laughs> I've seen it three times.
0: I've seen it I've one, seen and it that's zero. enough.
2: <laughs> I, I would watch it again if it if it means in a watch party. But as a joke, when, when I had Mouth John watch it, I was watching it that same day, and I was a little ahead of him. And we were messaging on Facebook as he said stuff, and it was great. It was a great experience. So yeah. maybe a watch party would be worth it.
0: You should watch <laughs> it. I, I think it's on maybe um,
2: maybe HBO Max. The...
0: Yeah, HBO Max. It is on HBO Max. I watch agree. it. You'll okay. enjoy it. Any copy of it. Um, All Okay. Um. Yeah. Watch it. We kept a. I Captain will probably
1: Mizzy. get a. What the fuck are you watching?
0: Yeah. But okay. So from, from this the show. Rest of my house. Uh, Miss yes. Davis. I will tell you right now, Miss Davis. This show was tons better than I thought it was going to be, and it was so weird and so out there ratings. that I've got to have it. I was like, "This was good," and this was like, "You're going to do what with what?" And you're going gonna...
2: to solid ratings. It's a ninety percent top Rotten Tomatoes. It's four 0 on oh uh, yeah. on yeah Google imdb 7.3 which i think is probably a little more reasonable I me look metacritic real quick metacritic's usually pretty good about this but that's all like in the totally watchable area
0: oh yeah i was really surprised because i thought it was just going to be something simple or whatever and no it goes way out there on some stuff and you're just like what the
1: fuck did they just do so miss davis is on hbo or ninja batman is on
0: hbo ninja batman is on hbo max <laughs> okay uh, Miss Davis is on Peacock Network.
2: It's Mrs.
1: Davis. Mrs. Okay, Davis, we have, Davis. no, we don't have, do we have Peacock? We might. Get on
2: Peacock. I was going to get it for, No, uh, we
1: have Paramount.
2: Yeah, I was going to get it for, uh, the Continental, and then watch, uh, Twisted Metal at the same time. But, God, do kind of stop me from doing that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've heard Continental is terrible. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like, it's not
0: what people wanted. Yeah. I will tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed Mrs. Davis. I thought it was a great, fun ride. Very trippy. Very what-the-fuck type thing going on. I enjoyed it a lot. I would probably give it like one to maybe one and a half space herpes. Okay. Um But it was it was very solid. It was a good, fun ride. I thoroughly enjoyed it. If you got Peacock, watch it. It'll be having fun.
1: Cool. Nerd? Uh, I, let's see, finished... Uh, wheel of time uh again way better than season one overall i liked the story arc a lot better um a lot more character progression
2: which is funny because twitter would have me believe it was the worst shit that
0: ever hit the screen season one yes
1: okay this is also coming from somebody who's never read the books
0: I've never read the books, and that's one of mine that I'm going to talk about tonight, too, so I'm going to talk about it with you.
2: Respectfully, I actually ignore people who have read the books for TV shows because they have unrealistic expectations. See Gonzo and uh, fucking Ready Player One.
0: (laughs) Um, I will tell you right now, season one of Will of Time felt like a B-movie that was trying to be Lord of the Rings, and it was horrible. It was bad. It was like
2: Willow. That was a B movie. That was like, we're a B movie. Fucking go on with. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, I loved Willow.
0: The season two was really, really good. It was a lot of fun. The characters did stuff. The characters felt you, they, you can tell they up production value. Um, you can tell that they up their acting chops. They, you know, everything was an upgrade. And I was very impressed and very happy with it. I'm um, not
1: gonna lie; I still want to bitch slap Rand. <laughs> I just don't like him. Well, you're not supposed to. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are we supposed to like him? He's a main character.
2: <laughs> it's always tough. Like, am I supposed to like him when he's just a bitch? What's going on? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it it was done very. This season was a much improved version i said i never read the books because i can't stand robert jordan's writing style um because he's very very long-winded but i enjoyed season two as a good fantasy series and looking forward to season three and they've already i think they've already started filming season three before the writer's strike so
2: honestly like real time despite the Mediocre at best ratings. People have been watching it, and that's what gets people to make new series. It doesn't matter yep. what it's rated, people. I'm going to tell you, people watching it, they'll make another one because that's how they making their money.
0: Yes. Yep. I mean, I, enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it. I, special effects were better. Um, characters were better. I enjoyed the storyline a lot more. Um, I, yeah, I give it, it's like a one and a half space art piece, but not bad.
1: This okay. season, season two made you actually give a shit about the characters, correct? Whereas season one is just like, and here, let me introduce some characters, <laughs> they're people,
0: they're here. You're not supposed to give a shit about them, so we're just gonna go away. Yep, so John,
2: so I watched Cocaine Bear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a chance It's on my list
2: Don't.
1: It's on my list but I've Don't.
2: heard
0: it <laughs> heard it's super bad
2: It is So those people are like It's way better than it has a right to be Fuck what movie did you watch <laughs> You want to talk about not caring about a single Fucking character for most of the movie That's me <laughs> I. I This is like one of those 90s spoofing a thing movies they just added cocaine bear on top of it I think someone wrote a fucking we're gonna make fun of parks and shit and be in nature and we're gonna do it you know and as like a fucking comedy and they're like oh wait we need to make cocaine bear as a movie well, let's just add the two together fuck this movie is not good no it's not <laughs> no actor in this movie is good not fucking one of them oh so that's not true Uh, The guy who's a paramedic who mostly just uh, is a comedian who just does fucking stand-up stuff and like TikTok things, he was fine. The rest of these people I didn't care about. I didn't even care enough to hate when they were killed. The gore was not necessarily good as like a slasher film. It was just fucking stupid from start to finish. It did end a little better than it started because it followed the mother and her daughter more, which is Probably the most compelling storyline of the entire movie. The drug dealer and his people trying to get stuff back was not good. The cop going. Man, fuck this movie. This is exactly. This should be taught in fucking movie class and how you not make a fucking movie. How a movie is somehow not just lessons on his parts, so far lessons on his parts. I actively don't want anyone to watch this movie. It is really not fucking worth your time. It's stupid, it's... God, none of it makes much sense at all, except for the fact that the bear fucking ate cocaine and went crazy. But even that's just not... It, it treats it like it's a fucking ninja slasher who's pulling people away, then leaves them half alive. None, none of it is even fucking good. I've seen slasher movies, this may not be my favorite thing. My favorite slasher movie is fucking The Equalizer with, Dennis, with uh, Denzel Washington. It's a great slasher movie at the end. It's fucking... But this is not it. Like,
1: I don't think of that as a slasher movie, but you're not wrong.
2: Yeah, at the end, it's... <laughs> it really is. the beginning, not so much. But the end, fuck. This is not good. Watch any other horror slasher. If you want gore and bloodshed, any other movie that does this. Trust me, you will thank me. It is way better than watching this shit. I would give this shit, shit fucking five space rupees, but the soundtrack from Our Mother's Ball from Devo is actually pretty good. There's a couple parts that are actually made me laugh. Not many. So I'm going to give it four and a half. And fuck this movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> Imagine if I reviewed it sober.
1: Next up, Meth Gator.
2: <laughs> Beth, I, I would watch Meth Gator, but they actually they probably have that movie already honestly something similar if you want to slash when we watch mean, they have Razorback
1: Velocir- Australian movie where razor,
2: look I want to see the Velocipaster. we're supposed to watch Party I will not forgive John, mouth John because we've not done a watch Party for Velocipastor yet I wish to watch that movie <laughs> this is not a movie that makes you go like I will never watch another movie of style again no I don't like any of the characters. I feel like anyone involved with it. Uh, Alden Emmerich, who did was fucking Solo in the uh, Han Solo in the Solo movie. Fuck, come on, you can do better. Ray Liotta, may you rest in peace, sir. I'm sorry, this is one of your last movies.
0: Fuck, you don't
2: deserve this. <laughs> Anyways,
0: continue. Um, my next one was the new season of Lupin came out uh, on Netflix. The um live action. Retelling type Ooh, thing.
1: It's one of the things I miss about having Netflix. I did like that series.
0: Um, I thought this was going to be the end of the series because season three is supposed to be the end, but they actually broke up season three into kind of like two seasons in a, in a bit. Season three
2: and three is season three point five.
0: Yeah, type thing. Because I was like, wait a minute, this is supposed to be the end, and they can't leave it on that cliffhanger. And I found out that they're actually doing it as a two-parter. Um,
2: because
0: of course they are. I love this show because I like a good heist show and a good, you know, I, I'm. You think you got me? No, you didn't, motherfucker. Because I did this before you did that, and I did that, and it all makes sense. It's not like, it's like fake.
2: It's like Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Type of stuff. I love the Ocean's Eleven stuff because when you go back and look, you're like, well, you know, I fucking see it there.
0: Yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it was a very good um season it was interesting it was plenty of you know thieving oceans eleven style you know shit shenanigans going on and I like that that's always fun and when you see stuff that they you know were like okay how's he gonna get away with this and does this and this I'm like all right, cool um they did this do something
2: realistic just enjoyable yes
0: uh they did do some flashbacks about his life as a child, which was okay no big deal that lets you you know build you know history on him, but mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't wait for the rest of the season so we can see, um, how season two you go- know how the series is going to end. Um, I but I can't wait for it. I will give this one space Erby.
2: I still need to watch the Lupin animated movie that I bought that you the already watched. Third, or... the first. Yes. Yeah. I need to watch that. I have not yet. I'm slacking. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: The music is so good. <laughs> the animation is good the story is good
2: it sounds good i should watch it because better than cocaine bear what the fuck is it? <laughs> answer uh fucking so in case i was wondering i would rather watch the turkish star wars again than watch fucking cocaine bear again <laughs> wait there's Are a we... turkish, You've seen star, the turkish wars? star wars oh my god the turkish star wars is a fucking thing the things I would not rather watch than Cocaine Bear. Pets and Atlantic Rim. And the what? Atlantic Rim. Like. <laughs> don't watch it. Please don't. Never heard of it. <laughs> it's a mockbuster by the asylum of Pacific Rim. It is fuck awful. I I gave it five five at that point shots of Kraken, and then Mental John went and watched it on a work trip, came back and apologized and not listening to my review. Should not watch it. <laughs> it was the worst movie I'd ever seen until fucking cats came out. Not okay, that's not fair. Manos, The Hands of Fate is actually the worst movie, but you can only watch it with MST3K, basically, so it makes it a little more enjoyable.
1: Yeah, Manos, Hands of Fate.
2: Yes. So imagine Manos, The Hands of Fate without MST3K. This stuff is in that category. So, yeah, don't watch it, please. Anyways, you had a third one.
1: Uh, I finally finished uh, A Court of Thorn and Roses. Uh, book. Uh huh. Uh, it the first one not that spicy. Like, there's a couple of scenes, but otherwise, I would not call it spicy, um, or racy by any means. No more than like, I don't know.
2: It's a adult novel series.
1: Fair enough. I'm like, it's it's not it's it. D- the Google
2: questions are How inappropriate is a court of rose and a thorn and roses? Well, I'm interested to see this here. Not apparently, for it young gets teams.
1: spicier as the series goes on. Fair it gets way, but book one, no. Not so I much, heard, okay. It starts off tame.
2: So but... you did a court of mist and fury, is that the second one? Yeah, court of mist and yep. fury, second one.
1: I just cool. picked that up from the library, so I'll be reading that next. Okay this is a series a A library good job yeah oh yeah one of my friends just got a job there so i'm like hey give me an excuse to get a library card we
2: have one opening right down the street soon it'd be great
1: nice nice yeah no i've always been a library kid uh but no i give it i give it like one and a half space herpes like it's not the like it's a good series it's not amazing, but it's it's an enjoyable different twist on fantasy and how evil the fae courts can be. About to say it up.
2: sounded very fae from the title, but I wanted to read the description. Yeah, it's very fae. Yeah, That's it's cool. super
1: fae. It's super super fae. It's it's a young girl who gets who kills a fae, and then as, as punishment, has is taken to the fae realm.
2: Wow, a uh, book uh, three and four and like eight one uh, awards for uh, either best young adult fantasy or best fantasy and science fiction. That's impressive. That's yes, yeah. good praise. Yeah, it's I mean, right? it's that's
1: reminding funny. me of some of the stuff that I read when I was in high school.
2: Yeah, it it seems. Like I mean, it's listed as young adult, even though they say it's not appropriate for young adults. Let's be honest, as young adults, we see way more racy stuff than people think.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember the stuff that was in like the young adult section that I read when I was a kid, and it was pretty racy then, and that was the '90s. I don't
2: know that. I think I skipped straight from sort of kids like the Piers Anthony to the actual adult. So I don't know if I watched. No, I'm sure I did. I was fucking at the 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 library was between me and the the pool and I spent an entire summer at the pool, multiple summers. So, I went to the library basically every day in the summer. So,
1: yeah. I we used to go and like watch videos and stuff there and all that kind of stuff.
2: Useful skill to learned at the library:
1: how to use a microfiche. <laughs> oh yes! Oh yes! Oh good. The kids old don't microfiche.
2: know microfiche, man. Microfiche <sighs> was some shit. It, it was inter- very interesting from like a scientific conceptual thing. Basically, just the thing you put in, it's very tiny and you're reading a magnifier, basically. It's really cool. Yeah.
0: John, what's your I'm next sorry. one?
2: We... That I had two. I,
0: it? Okay. Sorry, I had a shitty week. That's all right. No, that's fine. I thought it. there was I, one more. I
2: wanted to. I just, every night I wanted to watch something. the thing I wanted to watch was like, it's like nine o'clock and I'm not going to watch a three-hour movie at nine o'clock.
0: Yeah. Um... I was, of course, dry brushing terrain uh, to get some stuff done. So I was like, I need to put on something that, Blaine. that you know, is just going to be there and, you know, good background noise and whatever, not music. And I was flipping through Netflix and I saw it and I was like, ooh, I'll put on this. I know this movie. It's not going to be, you know, distracting. And was I fucking wrong? Because I was wrong because I didn't get the terrain quit. Completely quick enough because I fucking watched Hellboy the original one and was enjoying it too fucking much.
1: Oh, I love Hellboy! That's
0: Ron Perlman is just so fucking good in this.
2: Yeah, that movie's very good. I've I I I haven't actually seen the second one. Did Guillermo
1: del Toro have anything to do with the second one?
2: I think he did. Oh man, I heard the weirdest story. Do you know why Guillermo del Toro didn't do the second Pacific Rim? No. Because the studio didn't pay the down payment to keep the fucking actual, like, set. The building of the set in. The sets in. They didn't pay to keep it up. Like, oh, you can just do it on location in some other country. And he's like, I'm doing this other thing. I'm doing pan-slanthro. Fuck y'all. Uh,
0: still Toro did do, two.
2: No, no. He was not. He did not direct, two.
0: No, I'm talking about uh, oh, Hellboy, he, two.
2: Hellboy. Fair enough, yeah. Hellboy, two. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It, it, I just haven't seen it because it's—I don't own it. It hasn't been on cable. Wasn't really anything.
0: It's, it's on my list. It looks too fun too. Um, that's weird.
2: They don't have all the people back, but you know, what it is, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I I thoroughly enjoy Hellboy one. It's good. It is a great opener. It is a great walk into the world. It's just solid beyond belief.
2: Like the actors in it, most actors do a great job. Yes. In it. Even I forget the guy who's playing like the head of their organization at the end, like they're teaming up. John Hurt. Up. Oh, John Hurt originally, but then the guy who's above him later after John Hurt's killed. Spoiler, sorry, oh. movie sold. I, he's he's an actor you'll recognize. They have like some good moments late of them, like bonding and shit. You're like, this is actually a lesser director would not put this shit in a movie like this. They'd keep him as like the comic. Oh, he's just an idiot thing. But instead, they actually have
0: Jeffrey Tambor.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's who I was thinking it was, Jeffrey Damber. Okay. Yeah. It's great. That, that, that's something,
2: Hellboy 1 is a great movie.
0: Yeah, because I mean, in that one, he plays, you know, uh, Jeffrey plays a big dick until after he starts going there and then him and Hellboy click and had a bonding moment over the cigar and, you know, then it, but, but everything like, happened. But
2: you know, the thing, is, just like, it's just cool. He's not cowardly or an idiot. He's just has his viewpoint and yeah. it's different than John Hurd's. i John Hurd. May you rest in peace, sir. You were fucking amazing. Yeah. Just about everything you did. Probably everything you did. I haven't seen everything you did, but everything yeah, I'm I've just seen. He was picturing is
1: fucking an great. alien bursting out of his chest.
2: Alien. <laughs> He's fucking the war doctor from Doctor Who. He's
1: fucking mm-hmm. great
2: in that. It's like every time you see him, he did a great job. God damn yeah. these moths. Yeah, they're fucking annoying. I can see that from here.
0: <laughs> but I. I I saw that, and I started watching it, and then I was like, oh, I need to find Hellboy 2, because do whatever. I didn't find it, and I was like, okay, it's time to go to bed anyway. So, But I was, I just, that's one of those movies you just got to stop and watch. Yeah. Because it's just so good. This is why I don't multi-desk
2: movies, Gonzo. Yeah. I've told the story many times of me playing Star Wars the card game at the local store, and they put on the mummy, which I had never seen at that point, and I just fold, spindled, and mutilated my opponent's. Because I wanted to see the movie. Where <laughs> is ally in mothman? Slayer? Like, no cookies. She's not. It's just they moved in. <laughs> um, I did, and I do feel like I need to. I did almost watch um, Stardust, but I have not gotten the chance. Oh, I, I gotta
0: watch it. So good.
2: I, I know. I was told multiple times it's good. I just haven't had the chance. I own it. I fucking own it on DVD. I bought it. Cause everyone said it was good. I do that with DVDs. So someone says it's good and they find it cheap, I fucking buy it. Yeah.
1: There's a movie, I can't remember if I even talked about it last week. Did I talk about Jennifer's body? Oh, you did
2: not. Mm. I have heard stories about Jennifer's body.
1: Uh, so I watched that for the first time. That's a trip. Um, <laughs> it is definitely in that B-movie category. It's not trying to take itself too seriously. It's... I mean, Is the Megan Fox one. Yeah, it's Megan Fox.
2: I've seen a clip from that. I'm sure you know which clip I've seen. in guy and they came out randomly came across Twitter or something like. Oh my. I,
1: I don't know. I was kind. I was mostly paying attention because it was one of those where you could like half pay attention and still follow the plot. The, yeah plot. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
2: I got a bunch of things I need to watch. I just need to get time. Yeah. Things at work should be getting better soon. I believe it in my heart. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to watch more movies. Got my
1: fingers crossed for you.
2: I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best.
0: Well, guys, All right. that's pretty much it. That is our yeah. episode. Yeah, I think that's so much
1: to drink. Oh, goodness gracious, sir.
0: Oh, it's,
2: yeah. It's, it's, only, it's only 21% alcohol by volume.
1: Only. Fine.
0: All right, guys. We're going to send you to the painting dad. It looks like he's possibly doing some um, uh, Warhammer miniatures. And so we'll he's send you to him. He's actually
2: the out. only one I follow who's actually on right now, even.
0: <laughs> so we're going to send you off to him. Um, guys, please, 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 please take care of yourself. Please look after others. If you see something, say something. If you hear something, do something. And if you can do something, if you can't do something, find somebody that will. Because we got to look after each other. There's too yeah. much if, shit out there in the world. If you're
2: scared or something you're not comfortable dealing with, find someone who will talk about it. Someone will back you up and take care of that. Just find that person yep. and get them to help you.
0: For More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nerd. Good night, people.
1: Night! Hey. My husband and I were just I